Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of My Tech Story. My name is Alice Kanjaja, your lovely host. And guys, the reception we've received so far and the guests we've had so far, the conversations that have been had on this platform have been so surreal to be part of and so amazing to just see my ideas come to fruition and all these amazing people to have come here and share their stories. I don't take it for granted. So thank you so much for your support so far. As always, this is just a subtle reminder for you to subscribe from wherever you're listening from whether that's on youtube or google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening from make sure you subscribe support us by also following us on our social media platforms at my tech story africa and yes without further ado as you can see we have someone else in the building someone who i'm very excited to hear the story that he's about to share and i don't know what else can i say i feel like i'm just very pumped as you can see from my face to have this conversation with this lovely person. So today we are joined by the lovely Evans Munene. And guys, when I read this intro, I feel like he he downplayed himself because you guys already know this is my favorite part of the podcast. But I'm going to read his intro and then I'm going to let him speak for himself to just give us a bit more context and we can get straight into his story. So Evans Munene is a software engineer and entrepreneur subtle he has made it subtle but he is definitely when we when we get more deeply into what that actually means you'll be very amazed by the potential that this guy has and so what he has done so far so even Munene is a software engineer and entrepreneur and he is also the founder of three startups one failed one dead and one successful i like that i like that you added that touch of because people like to Get, forget or not bring up the fact that maybe they started a startup that didn't work out so they put it in the back burner and not claim it or whatever so i'm very happy that that's something that you've claimed that you know one failed one dead and one successful he is currently a senior software engineer at chums.io which is one of the biggest reasons why i wanted you to be a guest here and chums.io is a savings app that is building a community of savers by enabling people to save as little as five kenyan shillings through behavioral through behavioral economics wow now, this is about to get juicy. Tumes has grown to serve 80K plus users in just one year. And they also managed to secure our word of, or rather be the winner of the Mobile App Awards in 2022 in the savings category. Ladies and gentlemen, Evans Mnene. Wow. <laughs> now, uh, thank you so much for being here, Evans. Thank you for inviting me to the show. I'm very grateful I, to be here. I have a lot of questions, but of course, that's why we're here, to answer yeah. the questions that I have. But um, tell us more about when you say you're a software engineer and an entrepreneur. Could you expound on that to give a bit of context, just an overview before we get deep into the stories? Uh, yeah. So I, I, built, I, I build apps for a living. Mm. I like working with tech. Mm. Uh, but even more than that, I think I'm obsessed with, with building delightful software, things that make people, you know, just feel a sense of um, gratitude mm. <laughs> in the sense that if you if you use the Mpesa or, you know, uh, banking up or like Uber, that feeling when, you know, that someone took their time to 
do something that has lifted a burden off your shoulder. I try to strive for that. Mm. And so that's what led me to think about entrepreneurship and building products around problems that um, mm. I was facing or people around me were facing. Okay, first and also, I just wanted to say congratulations on the award that you guys won in 2022 for the savings category. How was that feeling and how was it to just, you know, see Tombs, your last product? I know we're skipping to the last product, but <laughs> I just wanted to know, like, what was the feeling to see your last product get to where it is today? And Yeah, no one wants to hear about the failures. No, but no, okay. no that people, everyone wants to hear about the failures everyone and that's why you're that. on this platform. But, you know, let's um, just first hype the people up. We were greatly honored to be mm. one nominated and two to win uh, that category for best mobile up in the category of savings in the mobile app awards uh, 2022. Wow. Um, again, it came as a, as a surprise to us because for us, we were just building an app and we were satisfied with the with the testimonials that people are giving us. Mm. But to think that people would actually go and vote and say that these guys are doing a stellar job uh, meant so much to us. I'd like to thank everyone who voted and also our users as well because they're the oh, people wow. who promote us. <laughs> uh, and again, just fills our, our hearts with joy. I love to hear that. I love hearing successful founder stories and again success is an individualistic metric but i feel like i at least for me i feel that you've achieved some level of success and it's just the beginning and i hope that i'm hoping to see that you know this app or whatever products that you keep building as you go end up reaching the skills that you wanted to and it ends up being successful and that's what we're hoping for not only in the kenyan economy but the african itself you know we love hearing successful um tech startups so yeah kudos to you, Thank you. Uh, but now i think we can take it back to Nimeko Gas. No, but it's just, it's the truth. It's not any gas. It's just everything is true that I've mentioned. But um, now I want us to now go back to the beginning. So, Evans, tell us about your tech story. Where did your interest in tech begin? When did you even know about these things? And, you know, where did the journey begin? Um, I think I'd like to say that my journey began at an early age. Um, and my dad <laughs> used to have a laptop. <laughs> And I used wow. to like playing games, games <laughs> on the laptop. And that was literally the only thing. And mm -hmm. if, if there was no games, I tried to just, I do paint and just feel like oh, a whole page. I tried to like yeah. just get some kind of interaction. Um, I, I really liked it. And, and so I think it was in high school when um, it all started coming together because mm. I signed up for computer studies again for primary oh, so, so I can play games. Oh, so you were doing the A4-4 system and then <laughs> and you signed up for... In, yeah, in high school. Um, again, I joined... Uh, I enlisted for computer, stu computer studies so that I could play games, you know, <laughs> in <laughs> my nice free games. time. But then when you go, when you go to like four, <laughs> from three, from four is when our life started becoming real and we started working on uh, projects and uh, programming. And there was something about it that just really piqued my interest that you could build something mm. out of nothing. Mm. And I was so interested in in, I, I couldn't quite explain, like, because, you know, it wasn't like something like, like a game that gives you like a dopamine hit, but the feeling that came out of building something out of nothing mm. uh, was really, really stood out to me. And so when you worked on our four-year project, not four-year, <laughs> from four, <laughs> from four project for KCC, um, it cemented the idea in me that I think this is something that I am really interested in um, and really would want to do. And so I remember mm. when I finished uh, high school, I went and bought uh, two programming books and started mm. learning. Um, I didn't go so far with them, but uh, they, <laughs> they, they really picked my interest. 
Um, but then I picked it up now when I joined the um, university. Before you proceed, I yeah. wanted to take you back to where you said that in high school you did computer studies. I'm not sure if um, I'm not sure which guest it was, but I think on this platform we had someone who mentioned that they did computer, but computer wasn't the same as what actually programming or what building software is. Mm. So would you say that the learning that you did in high school? Like, okay, it was impactful, yes, in your journey. That's where you learned about maybe the potentially building something out of nothing. But would you say that the Kenyan system, 844 system, provides enough education or foundation for, you know, setting you up to be in the tech industry as a programmer or whatnot? Um, that's I'm just curious that's to know, a, that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> question because um, I certainly agree with what um, your previous uh, interviewer said, your previous mm -hmm. guest said, in that it's not so much a dive into like the technical like building of software. Mm. But then again, I'd also like to give props to my 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 teacher at the time because um, even when we we're benchmarking with how other 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 schools, schools. are doing it, we realized that we were actually being taught how to. To, to build software. Mm. Um, in, the, in those cases, you could just build simple forms in uh, Microsoft Access mm. and call that a product mm. <laughs> or call that your project. But our, um, our teacher went to great lengths to make sure that we actually learned a programming language. Mm. So for us, we picked up uh, oh, it was Visual so Basic nice. and we literally wrote actual code. Oh, and wow. even when, we when we'd, we'd benchmark with other, with other students or when I spoke to my friends from other schools um, during the holidays, mm. they were like, We've not even come close to what you guys are doing. I don't think so. <laughs> Honestly, with the computer studies in my high school, I don't think they were learning those uh, those yeah. things. And were you guys being graded on those things, or that that was just something that your teacher? I think he went out of his way. Went out of his way. He went out of his way to make sure that we actually studied and put those constraints that you must build mm. um, your project using for us to Shout out to basic. that teacher. Uh, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, he's you... called Mr. Juma. Shout out to Mr. Juma, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. do you mind me asking uh, which high school this was and what year this was? That uh, you don't have to say it, but um, maybe the year so that we get. You know, now technology may advance, so I want to know what tech was at that time and how it's transformed in throughout went, your journey. <laughs> I went to my high school, Kabak. Ah, um, graduated aha, in the year 2012. Okay. I have those guys. Okay, they you, have. You could um, have let it like, slide, but. Uh, <laughs> They have okay. a <laughs> reputation themselves. Uh, nonetheless, um, I'm very grateful that I went there. Yeah. Um, it cemented a lot in terms of mm. just my, my interest. I don't I also think, again, the reason why I'm shutting out my teacher because he also they also went out of their way to, to expose us to more than just the bare minimum. Exactly. Uh, and that's what got me on this journey. Wow. Shout out to Mr. Juma. Okay, so from high school, learned that you can build something out of nothing. Tell us about uni. Um, when I was joining university, I only had uh, two ideas of two professions I could I could I could join. Mm. Um, I, I, I thought to myself, I want to do computers, so those are the only places I filled. And then I said, if that doesn't work, I'll probably be a teacher. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I thank God because I was able to get into university <laughs> of Nairobi as a computer science student. Oh my God! Because I was not looking forward to being a teacher. Could you see yourself right now being a teacher? Honestly, you you do give you do I, give, I give me some, uh, some maybe, maybe vibes maybe of this is. <laughs> even your voice. You really have a presence of someone who could potentially um, help someone. You know, be 
where they want to be. But I just don't think it was definitely. <laughs> I definitely don't think it was the space um, for you. Let's just say I'm just. I'm. I'm happy that I took the path yeah. that I took. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, okay. I joined university when I will be studying computer science mm. um, in 2014, and that's when I really got to um, got exposed to tech, mm. uh, software, mm. just the whole landscape. Uh, not just like in in the syllabus and what we learned, but also just. Um, get connected to the internet, start learning about programming, start learning about, you know, what the interesting things people are doing mm. and, uh, you know, the mind-blowing things, projects that uh, guys are taking. And so I think, okay, I guess um, mm. I can try to build something. So I think I started as a Windows phone developer. When a I was Windows in. phone yes. developer. I okay. built... <laughs> I'm learning bu- something new every day about this development. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, we were, when we were joining university, Windows phones were... Kind of a big thing. They were, the, they, they were really together growing. Together with BlackBerry, I think. Am I not yet? But yes, yeah. BlackBerry. I mean, they were there. But um, Windows Phone looks like they had a sense of promise. Mm. So I was trying to think of, okay, uh, me myself again. I also had a Windows Phone. So I was like, huh, maybe this looks like somewhere. This is a niche I can carve out for myself. Um, uh, that was my first step in taking wrong bets. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we started by, started by building a simple, like it was like to do up, launch it on the store um, without any kind of marketing, got like a thousand users and I was like, okay, wow, this, uh, this is really something that's quite interesting for me and something I really want to do. Uh, but nonetheless, um, just started exploring other ideas and um, also working with other companies because as well I was getting exposed and through attachments, internships, mm-hmm. seeing what other people are doing, it, it cemented an idea in me that we can build products or I can build software and they can serve, they can serve a purpose. I started like a small startup, like a tech shop <laughs> um, with a friend of mine in, in, in university. He was a classmate of mine. Um, what do you so mean by tech shop? Building software for customers. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So uh, my dad is in the construction industry. And so I used to see him build uh, like houses and so on for clients. And I thought, hmm. Maybe I can extrapolate that to my to my field, and mm. so I am going to build software for mm. customers in, in in that same kind of uh, trajectory. Um, that was also my second step in making uh, a very wrong bet. <laughs> <laughs> a very wrong bet, but you know, still part of the process. It's part of the process. I think. Let me just um, highlight the fact that. As a kid or just growing up um, high through from primary or throughout high school throughout uni. I think we underestimate or people underestimate how it's the small things that make such a huge impact in your life. For example, just your dad being in the field that he was in and just seeing him do what he does, even if he doesn't know it, this was the reason why, you know, it inspired you to even get into the tech space or do this and that in the first place. From Mr. Juma teaching you you know, going above and beyond and saying like, okay, beyond what's in the syllabus, let's learn this programming language and doing this and that. So I, I, th- I just find it very interesting that um, in our journeys of life, like even when I talk about my tech story or just anyone in general who talk about their stories, I strongly feel it's always related to something small or just seeing that inspiration that in that moment, you don't know will have the impact that it will have in your future. So I just wanted to highlight that, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yes, we can... <laughs> That's true. Small small things they 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 sow seeds. Exactly. Uh, they sow seeds of ideas. It's always the ones that, 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 that come to reap. Exactly. You know, later on, years or even decades uh, in the future, and I am no exception <laughs> in that case. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that that's a kind of a brief summary of 
of water. No, you've not mentioned why it was a wrong What is the wrong idea? So, um, I think one of the things, I'm very grateful that I did that because there's a lot of discovery involved, but you also get to discover when you've made the wrong bets. And one of the reasons why that is the case is the assumption of just because I see someone do something, that it will apply uh, to me one-to-one that my situation, for me, I looked at what uh, my dad was doing in the construction industry and said, this has to apply one-to-one with what I'm doing. Mm. And so I'm going to model my uh, my work off, mm. off that model. And it's going to work out. Mm. But you see, those are two different industries. Yes. Those are two different people. Him, he started his business much older, me much mm. younger. And those are, those, those are many subtle and small things which have... Um, which are quite impactful, mm. that I did not consider. Mm. I just said, okay, it works for him, it, it must work therefore for <laughs> work and for And even me. in the process, you have that internal bias of, surely it must work out for me. I mean, it's this simple, it's one-on-one. Um, I can do this. Why would it not be successful? Yeah. Um, and so the, the reason why I say it was, it was a wrong bet for me is that I found that um, for me, building software for customers wasn't a very fulfilling thing. Mm. And also as a business, wasn't quite as... Uh, productive or successful mm. as, say, building a product um, where I ran into a number of issues. <laughs> I'm sure Dominic also would have mentioned it because mm. we, we later on also worked on it with him. But it's, there were so many things that I ignored, particularly because of the nature of software, where it's mm. not a tangible thing that, that you can touch. And so you price it at whatever price that um, you think that the, the wait, market is wait, willing wait. to bear. Sorry, sorry. Sorry for interrupting you, but I'm trying to process you saying building a software versus building products. Can you give oh. us the difference of what these two are? Yeah, yeah definitely. So um, when, when, you, when you're working, you're, you're, um, you know, you're expending effort, you're, you're using your time. You can either be using that time to build something for someone else, mm. or you're building you're building your own thing and then selling that thing to others. So mm. when I say building a product is, as in your case, it's Honeycoin. Mm. You define the product. The customer decides whether they want to buy to into buy that product or, or not. not. Okay. Whereas building okay. your services, so selling a services, someone is literally just buying your time and your effort and your expertise mm. to build their vision. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. Okay. Proceed. Yeah. So, uh, for me. Building services didn't turn out to be a great, a great um, endeavor for me. Mm. Uh, again, particularly because of a number of reasons. Um, I didn't have a, great, a big reputation coming out of university. Um, I didn't have all that experience. For me, I was pricing to win, so mm. the, which means I'm trying to price at the lowest possible cost, uh, telling myself eventually I'll be able to mm. <laughs> to, to 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 price um, at um, at, a, at a rate that is commensurate with my effort, but. Uh, that day would never come. We'd always try to find ourselves like we're trying to price to win. Again, mm. seeing that uh, software isn't a tangible uh, thing that you mm. can say, okay, I mm. spent two kilograms yeah. <laughs> of, of, of cement and, 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 and five, five trucks of, of, of something. Um, this is like you're, you're quantifying your creativity and your mental effort. And that necessarily didn't translate well because, again, mm. we just want ourselves trying in a process where we are pricing to win. Mm. So we're always quoting even lower than the actual cost mm. just so that we can we can um, get some of these clients. So though it made revenue, it wasn't it, a business that 
was suited at least for us. It wasn't sustainable. It wasn't sustainable. Um, I want to take you back to when you were mentioning how when you were, it, yes, you were doing, you were building all these services, but you didn't have, you know, the right connections or the right uh, avenues per se to help you to where maybe you potentially wanted your career to end up in. And I wanted to ask, was it uh, based, is it because of, I don't know, did you have, well, how do I want to ask this question? Were you more introverted, more kept to yourself, or is it that you were within a circle and then forgot like to interact, or was it just? I know in uni you can you can end up focusing so much on you know the course and then you know the later itajipanga, yeah. but I just want to get um, to why that was the case and what your mindset was at that time before you realized that maybe I should have done this or made these connections better or maybe not spent this much time building softwares and instead uh, focusing on building uh, connections. Uh, yeah, that's true. Hindsight is 2020, as they say. <laughs> and so I look at all the things I did that time and like, huh, I was really, <laughs> I was really dumb. <laughs> yeah. So many things I could have done the opposite way. Again, the main problem that I, or like the root cause when I try to think about it, is the blind assumption, or just the lack of exposure and knowledge to know, to you know, wisdom comes with time as well, and yes. also wisdom comes from the mistakes we make. So I think I'm wiser now. Uh, mm. than I was back then. Mm. And at that time, I probably couldn't have known better. But um, it all started from the assumption of, I saw, um, like for me, trying to pick what my dad was doing. I tried to explain oh, it to myself. So, okay. But not not truly picking everything. I was cherry picking the things I wanted to see. Mm. I would not consider that, let's say, for him, he had worked, like, let's say, at least like 20 years yeah, in that industry. He, got to... he already had a huge, huge network. He already had a, a kind of a strong mm. reputation with the people he'd worked in. Mm. I, don't have, I didn't have all those assets. Mm. <laughs> but still, I got in expecting the same results. The same results. And that doesn't necessarily apply. That is true. So it's, it's, um, it was a call to, for, for me to, to be a bit more humble and a bit more cautious in the yes. sense that um, you can't just look at what someone else is doing and assume that it means... It will yeah. work the same way for you. Mm. I believe it was Peter Thiel who said that there's no industry that is so large that mm. you'd be profitable by merely just participating in it. Mm. You have to find something that is quite um, unique about you. You have to carve out a niche. <laughs> that, wow. that, like you need, to, you need to truly find something that sets you apart. And you truly need to also be aware of you know, where you are what are my shortcomings? What do I what, what mm. do I not have? What do I need to build on? And those are things that mm. I just went in blindly in the assumption about. that you know, as long as I'm doing, as long as I'm building software, it's gonna it's get. Gonna, it's just yeah. gonna work out itself. Yeah. I like that response, and uh, I think one of your good friends who was also <laughs> a guest of this podcast. I think I'm, I really pick up a lot from what my guests say is that at that time you made a decision that you felt was the right decision for you. So I, I don't, I strongly believe that you can't blame yourself for making such decisions because maybe one, they were necessary part of your journey, but two, you did what you do, you knew to, to do with the knowledge you had at that time. Um, yes. But yeah, um, now we know better. <laughs> I usually, cause when, like when, I, when there was a time I was, I was giving, sorry, <laughs> not, not a talk, but I was, I was, I was talking to a few students who were asking me about entrepreneurship mm. and they were asking me like, what do you need to start? And I was telling them that uh, for me, I believe the only two things that you need to start, I think you need to be courageous. Um, that is true. And secondly, you need to have a sense of, uh, you know, rational optimism. Um, you need to have a sense of wonder about the world. Like um, you look at things and you're like, wow, there's so much opportunity or there's something that can come out mm. of this. And so, uh, 
I had those two, mm. <laughs> but I guess I still didn't have. It wasn't a very rational optimism. It was just optimism. pure, pure optimism, and th- and that kind of pure optimism without necessarily um, uh, being wise or being exposed enough um, is, I think, what I'd say led to <laughs> the failure of my first two first two startups, and it's something that I've grown from as well. But at the time, I don't know if I could have made a better decision. Um, exactly. Because otherwise I could have just, you know, been like anyone, everyone else, and just, you know, okay, I'm getting a job, and, and that's fine. Mm. Uh, but you, if you, are, if you, if you're courageous, and you know, you'll, you'll stumble along the way, you'll make a number of mistakes, but nonetheless, um, you'll be wiser. Exactly. <laughs> be wiser for I it, 100% yeah. agree. Um, so yeah, take us through now how you got to your first startup. I think you were mentioning how you started um, the business with, with Dominic, Dominic. <laughs> and tell us about from your perspective how that was and you know how that built up to where you are today. Yeah, um, in my final year of, of uh, university, um, I met up with a friend who we, we had met in church, and you know we were just you know acquaintances. Um, but then I also found out oh. We we're actually in the same in the same campus. We were studying in Chiromo, mm. and so from time to time we'd find ourselves um, going back home at, at the same time, and we'd talk about a number of ideas. Remember mm. that time we talked about crypto and a number of things. Mm. But there's something that that stuck out for us. So we're like, I'm about to get home. I need to pass by the store, and I really just hit the queues. Oh. <laughs> and both of us, that, that was a point that really resonated with us. Mm. Like, uh, it's 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 seven seven p.m. and I'm only gonna buy like uh, you know just something something small, but I'm Milk gonna have to bread. wait. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was sucking the life out of me because that's something that we're experiencing every day. And so we started asking ourselves, okay, what could we? How could we address this problem? What could we do? And so we thought about a product that would uh, be a click and collect uh, product where <laughs> you shop. The idea was that you shop while you're in the office. You take a bus when you get there. It's just waiting for you. Um, and so we we we. We were, we were quite enamored with the idea, and we, were, and we thought to ourselves, okay, perhaps this is something that we can actually so try. So delivery services before they became a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> before they became a big thing. <laughs> actually, it's, it's quite interesting because, like, a week before we launched, I remember my dad said, sending me a snippet from the <laughs> from the papers that that read um, Spanish <laughs> Spanish startup Glovo is setting oh. up in Africa, and I, I remember just the feeling where I felt Your my heart soul sank. And, and everything within me just leave my body. <laughs> I hate, I love, I, I, I don't want to say I hate when that happens, but I know that sometimes it happens because you're really looking, you're busy building, you're really, you're busy thinking, ah, this is it, man. And mm. then someone who maybe has even bigger funding, you know, now you start thinking about what are the chances of my success if such a thing with similar whatever comes into the market. Yeah. So... Um, again, I'm wiser now. Had I gone back <laughs> to that time, I don't even think I'd be that stressed mm. or that uh, worried about about a competitor being in the space. Because even years later, I still look at it. I'm like, um, I think we were still somewhat different. We could still come out mm. a niche. But you know, when it's your first time building a product, you're like, I, this, this has to work. Scary. There's a lot riding on this. Um, so we 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 built the we, we built a product. I was the engineer, um, engineer designer, everything that was not operational. <laughs> so and you sometimes are, you operation, wearing all the hats front end back end <laughs> yes. i do the design, design build the back end build the app and then deploy it <laughs> and then <laughs> because uh, you know we, we started after university and so we were it was bootstrapped we were strapped yeah. for cash and so we were really trying to save money everywhere so 
uh, Dominic would go and hand out flyers next to the <laughs> store. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'd be at home oh, <laughs> looking for orders, refreshing the page. Oh. And then when an order comes, I just take on, get on a bike. <laughs> you <laughs> get, get on a, a bike and make the deliveries. And, and, and then make the deliveries. That is also operational at this point. So yes, you are yes. doing everything. Okay, at that point, <laughs> you do what needs to be done. <laughs> You know this with that because you know you don't have money to hire yeah. anyone. <laughs> oh God, I'm just imagining Dominic handing out flyers. Hello, can you try this yes. out? Check this out. Check out. Oh wow. Um, I mean, it, it, it was it was very rough at the time, and yet I look at uh, I remember those those <laughs> I remember those days uh, with a, with a lot of uh, fondness because it was like. I think we were peak, we were peak courage and yes, peak optimism during those days. Like, you know what, this is going to work. This we don't even care. We don't even have money, but it's like, this has to work. work. This, this idea is, re- is so good. <laughs> it's <laughs> too good not to work. Surely it can't we'd, not we'd work. We stand on, on the balcony of our house waiting for orders and be like, this is going to be big. You know what? I see this, this coming. Um, but that said, um, you cannot break the, the natural law. You can only break yourself against it. There were a number of things that were <laughs> the number of things that were not in our favor. That some I've learned. Um, maybe it's actually quite interesting to talk about a sense of uh, pride because a lot of it was we had, we had optimism, but it's not the rational optimism. Like we should, for me at least, I think about it and think to myself, I should have come at it with a sense of humility because for us we're like, you know, what, it's gonna work instantly. By the end of the year, it's, it's <laughs> everything just, is gonna everything is gonna is be gonna okay. Be, we're gonna be everywhere. Even the math to you guys was making sense. It's <laughs> so like we don't have money now, but it's okay because <laughs> with how big this thing is gonna be, <laughs> you guys be, just yeah. knew this yeah. is working out. So I at least now with a lot of what we're doing, I try to approach it with a sense of humility and a sense of you know what I don't know. Um, let's find out mm. how big this is, mm. and I think that has served as well, especially with. Uh, for Dominic with Honeycoin and even for me working with Chums, that that sense of you know what I really don't know how it's how, gonna how turn out, but I'm, I'm gonna optimistic. do it anyway. I have a I have a suspicion, I have a hunch about mm. uh, uh, something about the world, and I'm gonna prove it. I'm gonna at least I'm gonna test and find out, and that's something that we didn't have. But that mm. said, um, I'm still quite. Yeah. <laughs> I remember so fondly the, the the amount of optimism, mm. just be getting on a bike, uh, riding, mm. delivering. And I think that's what separates um, successful people from the rest because I feel that sense of even if I don't know, I am going to pursue it anyway. Even if the first one doesn't work out, the second one doesn't work out. That somewhere <laughs> something will work out if you just keep doing something because every single time you fail, it's a it's an opportunity for you to learn mm. to apply in your next um, thing that you're going to pursue. So I think that's definitely what sets us up sets uh, people apart. You know mm. that energy of like you're saying optimism and um, courage. What's cur- courage to just say you know fuck it I'm gonna do it. So yes, I yeah that's true. Maybe the 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 one thing that I'd advise or I tell my younger self is, is that don't be too in love with your product. Wow. Um, yeah, be optimistic, wow. be rational, and, and be courageous, but don't be too in love with it because... Um, Ooh, how being, do you <laughs> do that? How do you not be in love with the thing that you feel is going to be your game changer? Uh, it's, it's hard, uh, but you know, you don't want to have a solution that's chasing problems. Uh, the solution mm. is to be brought up by a, a, a confirmation of, uh, you know, this is actually what's happening and this you is what's going on. You don't want to have a solution of chasing problems. Wow. Yeah. So, like, you don't want to build an app and then start looking for th- things that the app, so the, uh, the app will solve. 
um, you want to start from all oh, this, this this actual problem, and then you let that define the app and or let that define your product. And in many cases, um, the product that you you will build or the product that will end up being successful will be quite different. It'll take on so many forms in between, and there's so many things that you, you're going to add, mm. and so many things you're going to remove. But nonetheless, it will still be a product. So don't don't fall in love with the shape that it takes at the beginning. Oh, Try to be very so iterative. Open to it, modifying yes. itself. and Especially okay. in the early stage, just trip it. If, if something doesn't work, test it and just be like, no, this this doesn't work. <laughs> uh, let's let's just kill it and move 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 on to the next one. And I think that's that's the whole mindset that you know pushes um, like this the whole Silicon Valley mindset. You know when when Zuckerberg says something like you know fail fast, fail early, mm. it, it's it, it's that it's 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 that thing. Actually, what's interesting is most people that I know who build their startups, whatever their initial idea was. I'll say seven out of ten times, it is completely different to what it becomes. So I 100% agree with that mm. analogy of don't fall too in love with your product. Mm. Wow. I understand that, you know, there's some products which are so, they sound so delusional and yet make 100%, they make uh, they make sense, like, later on. Absolutely. Uh, but I think for most people, um, your, your product is something that you'll, that you'll keep defining. Um, I think what I mean by that is, you know, something like Airbnb or, like, uh, the iPhone mm. is also something that uh, Steve Jobs could have just asked a committee. <laughs> is, is it? <laughs> I, I think it's uh, Steve Black says, you know, you, you have to ask your customers. But then Andrew Ford will, will say, like, you know, if I ask my customers what they want, and they've built a faster horse. So there's there's a time for for having a sense of you know wonder and mm. saying, you know, I truly believe this is it. Yes. And then there's also a time for you know what. Maybe I should be more cautious. Maybe I should actually let the market define what my product looks like. Yeah, so you need to really recheck um, about your business. And you won't really so. know until you try. You won't know until you try. You know, I think trying is once is definitely ten times ten ten steps ahead of someone who is not trying and the idea still remains an idea. I think when you put it out there, it's open for modification, it's open for a failure or success. But either way, there's something you will learn better than knowing wondering, constantly wondering what if. Because the feeling of what if I did this, what if I did that, and then you end up in a career that you don't even, you know, like or enjoy, you know, you only have one life. So how do you want to live that life? You know, and your career is basically 90% of your adult life. Okay, not 90%, but a huge chunk of your time goes to what you dedicate your time to. So really and truly, being <laughs> audacious is something that you just have to grow yeah. great to and do if, it. And if you're an entrepreneur, it's probably 100% of your life. If not it's probably 100% of your life. <laughs> because even in your sleep, you're thinking about your, you're product. About your product. Do you ever see yourself, do you think that it's easy for people to who become entrepreneurs to go back to being employed? Is that something that you think you would do uh yeah um mm. not not because i mean if, in our minds uh you know in in our in our hearts and our dreams our products or our, our companies will always succeed and there'll never be a problem but that's not that's never a guarantee and you know you also need to remember that the path that you know the next person takes to you even if that's an entrepreneur doing the exact same thing is not the same as yours it's uh, true. that god god comes out a path for every every single person and so um People usually talk about the 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 the, the kernel, the founder of K, KFC, mm. as a, as a motivating story. Um, I hate to hear that story because <laughs> he got his success at sixty five. I'm like, oh lord, please. Um, I know I know you true. can you do it in your please, time, but, but let my the time, time my time is now. <laughs> <laughs> my success is here, right here, right now. Yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's still true. Um, 
I think I like the, the story of Henry Ford as well because I think he's also someone who came from having so many failed failed ideas and, yes. and, and, and things like that. And so you you never truly know, but you have to take that courage. And you know, mm-hmm. sometimes when me taking a break, um, don't fall in love with um, like the the entrepreneurship mindset where I am I'm I'm working on this thing just so that I can say I'm an entrepreneur or like mm-hmm. I'm sticking up to the mm-hmm. man. I'm defending my own thing. You, you don't you also don't want to 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 sink. Five years of your life mm, working on something that was never going to succeed. To the solution being mm. the problems. If if it doesn't work, it's okay. You can take a break. Yes. <laughs> you can you can you can get things get up. You, you want you want to do it out of a sense of joy, not out mm. of a sense of you have something to prove to other, to like to to other people, or even, even, even to yourself. Even to yourself. You know, um, it's important to set. I think it's important to have values that are not defined by yourself, so that mm. you're never truly being swayed by your own emotions or mm. you're never truly being swayed by your idea of how the world should be. And so sometimes by mean this thing doesn't work, uh, you might have obligations, you know, you might have a family, you might have uh, things that, 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 you, that you're also trying to, to balance at the same time. And so to make a blanket statement for everyone, uh, you can never go back to work once you start entrepreneurship, that would be a lie. Even, become, even people who, who've had successful companies, you, you'll find some of them become serial entrepreneurs, they build new products, but then some others, uh, your product is acquired, and yeah, now you're working for another company, and still you can still get that same satisfaction. Um, I think one of the problems about our current culture, like our hustle, the grind, mm-hmm. <laughs> the grind mindset, yes. is that everyone needs to be an entrepreneur. Everyone needs to be, everyone needs to be successful. Everyone needs to have their own product and their own brand, and that's that's. I don't think that's true. Um, I think there's a lot of value, even for like, if if you're an entrepreneur, that means some someone is going to work for you. God yes. really know, like if you grow yes. and you want to be this big, that means that people who are for you, it doesn't make them any less, um, doesn't take away any mm, of the value because of what true. they're doing. Some it's people true. are very good even within the specific field and you can you can still prosper even um, while working for someone. You know, you, you need to define success. Success is not just uh, money. Something success is not, is not just uh, like building your own brand. Otherwise, you'll have people just trying to build something that will never succeed and they just dig themselves deeper into a hole of misery. Wow. I love that. I love that argument that you've just brought up. And I think what I'm gathering from you, I think the biggest thing I've gathered from you from this conversation is don't fall in love with not just your product, but really anything, you know, in life. Uh, be like, just leave space for modifications, for changes. Because in the case of product, because uh, in the case of product, you never know how this is going to work out, but you do it anyway. In the case of life in general, even in like, something as parenthood, you know, you don't know how you're going to raise this kid, but we're doing it anyway. We're going to try this. doesn't work out. We'll try something else. So I think that for me is the biggest uh, takeaway from me is that, you know, even in entrepreneurship, you never know what the journey is, but you're doing it anyway, whether mm. it's going to go back to employment, whether it doesn't make you any less anymore. It's just we're all trying to figure out <laughs> this life thing. Yeah. I, think, I think for me, um, a lot of my, 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 my value set and my, my viewpoint is uh, based off the fact that, you know, I'm a Christian. Mm. And so I try to define my life um, as per how, God and the, and my faith defines life because it means that at any point, whether I'm an entrepreneur, whether I'm working for someone, there's still something that I'm here to do. Um, mm, and, and, so, and so at any place, there's always a purpose. Um, I don't believe that, we're, we're, <laughs> that I was put on this ass to make money. <laughs> um, mm. I do want a lot of money. Let me just be, be clear. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm not putting it down. I'm not putting it yeah, to the I'm, side. I'm not here to be pious. <laughs> I do want our money. But I, I truly believe that... Um, there, my purpose here on earth is not what I define it to be, but what um, I believe God co- is calling me to, wow. to do. 
Um, so your purpose can be even in the software, like in, in what you're doing. Like for me, a lot of it is defined through software. Like I said, I, that feeling when, when you've taken an Uber and you're like, that was a huge stress. I'm here, I was in the office, now I'm home. And just because of an app, that's something that for me drives me a lot. And for yeah. someone else, it could be something different. That's and true. so it's important to have, um, I think, a value system that's not based off your, your feelings or your emotions mm. because it allows you to have something to always stand on and to always uh, be firm in that sense. I love that. Um, I think uh, as we try and now almost wrap up this episode, I wanted now to give you an opportunity to tell us about the product that is successful <laughs> and I want you to tell us more about Tunes, what your mission and vision has been and you know what your journey has been and what you projected to, or rather what you in, you what we would like to see Tunes become or even if you don't know <laughs> what it is now. <laughs> and it involves money, so yes. that part I know. It's actually a shame because there's a lot to also talk about Chums. Um, I got involved in Chums while working on Pigeon. Um, I had a mentor, a great guy. Um, he's actually the CEO of Chums, he's called Samuel Juguna. And he studied computer science like a few years ahead of me. Mm. So when we were working, we used to be in a place called Sifadila Lab in UN. And so um, I'm actually grateful for him because I'm an introvert. I'd just be sit mm. down, crouched, working on my laptop, and he'd we'd talk a lot. He, he'd go out of his way to to engage and to mm. to talk with me. And so um, as I as I as I was bouncing ideas off him and trying to help him, as he was helping me, trying to understand how to uh, structure pigeon, he invited me to um, what was essentially the the building of of Chums, where we sat as a few guys and we were talking about products and we were talking about. Uh, products in the in the line of savings, mm. and we're actually talking about uh, behavioral economics, where mm. um, instead of building a product uh, that you just give to people and they learn how to use it, could we build a product that is more that is more in line with human behavior? Um, wow. As I said before, you cannot break the natural law; you can only break yourself against it. So, for us, we knew that we can't make people save money. We can't create an app that forces them. Instead, we can build an app that that runs parallel to how people think or how people behave and then try to steer them towards savings. Mm. And so in, it was around 2018 that we started talking about it. We spent, I think, about two years, or is it three years? Because we launched last year. And by launching, I mean, uh, our regulator, the Capital Markets Authority, allowed us to, to open our our services to the public, Ooh, but for about eh, that's two a journey years. in itself. Let's just celebrate that. That's a journey in itself. Yeah. Uh -huh. But for about two years or three years, we we're building. We we're just uh, operating, doing tests, and mm. it felt like that day would never come. And and wow. and it did. And so we built we built the app. Uh, primarily, I came in as a designer. Actually, just I came in just to give Designer, idea. <laughs> but you're oh wow, all um, but then person, as time sure. progressed, I started working <laughs> on the app and I started working on the iOS side of the app and then progressed also now working on the Android side. Android. And so currently I work on um, the app uh, as a whole, but it has been a it has been a great journey. Um, I find it quite interesting because Chums is the one product that I did not have a huge hand in, mm. and so it's the one that has had more success. And so I don't know what that means about me when I when I look inside, when I look deep, when, I, when I'm introspective. Like, mm, but it also made a case <laughs> yeah. for you know working with other people and mm. letting also other people's ideas shine and mm. the collaborative effort. Mm. Um, and in terms of all the products that we work on, has been the most collaborative, having more and more people and even more diverse in the sense of uh, age, uh, perspectives. Um, um, 
yeah and so chums ka, we we were allowed to um we were allowed to operate in the public uh, last year in february uh we grew from 500 to like now 80,000 users or so wow in, in the span of, of a few years not a few years in the span of one years. year, one year. <laughs> sorry <laughs> and it has been it has been quite a journey um we've seen people use it i guess so one of the biggest blessings to me is when i'm talking to someone and they'll tell me about an app called chums and they'll tell me how it's it's a really good savings app mm. and i'm like yes i agree with you yes. i shall sign up uh you don't and, you don't and, tell and, them and that you know i <laughs> that's, i that's because, yeah, when, when i'm not the one because when it starts i'm done with telling people yeah, yeah mm, i have this app to go download and then the when, someone, when someone tells me I, <laughs> my heart just that lights up that is a lot joy. about the product honestly yeah. and so it's been quite a journey and i'm mm. quite grateful to everyone that we've worked with uh, in chums and are currently working with and download the app um we offer <laughs> I've not even told you what the app is about. Yeah, you but just you're offering saving <laughs> solutions, but what are the yeah. solutions? It's a savings app. We allow mm-hmm. people to 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 create goals and save for things that in future you know it's that phone. Uh, we try to make savings easy. We give people prompts when they spend on Mpesa so they can you know start setting aside mm. a small amount. We try to tailor to people's behavior. We try to build challenges like right now we have the two week challenge. Mm. We have we recently had a challenge for World Cup just so that we can layer we can try to layer save savings to everyday life. Mm. Um, we offer interest because of our banking partners mm. and our investment partners we are regulated by the Capital Markets Authority mm. so if you have been thinking of wanting to get into savings or you have something that you want to save for um, I encourage you to download the app um, tell us if it's good tell us if it sucks we really want to we really want to know give so us those five can... stars <laughs> we never have enough five stars you can never have <laughs> you enough you can never have enough five stars uh, but uh, Yeah. That's, are you just live the in the Kenyan market or do you see yourselves scaling beyond Kenya? We are currently in the process of trying to scale beyond um but even in the Kenyan market it's still a lot of to value cover. to offer to people. It's so true. I think savings is something that people still are do today. It's simple concept in your mind but execution like you said tapping into behavioral um economics is the best strategy you can honestly do in my opinion so that you can actually make it easier for me in my everyday life to just have savings um you know kind of rather than me reminding myself okay this month sawa we are saving this and then next month something happens okay tuna reduce sapa kidogo nini but if it's tapped into my personal uh, behaviors and everything else i think it's a more effective way for me to be um more adamant about my savings plans so i'm very happy to hear about tunes and about your success like i mentioned at the beginning of this episode it's one of the big reasons why i would love i would love you to be a guest today and um yes i have really enjoyed listening to your story today honestly and i think before we close out the episode i said that 20 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i normally uh, close off episodes just for questions that are short sweet uh precise uh just um so that you can close off your episode well with a word of inspiration um so evens what is one word to describe the journey to get to where you are today and why it's humbling mm. uh because you get to meet people who are much wiser are much wow. better than you and it also gives you a bit of inspiration to know that it's not something that's too out of reach mm-hmm. that as you as you work on yourself and as you interact with people who are much better than you you will also get to a point where someone describes you as wiser and better and mm-hmm. so that's something that um i think you're wise <laughs> in your own, <laughs> in your own uh, 
Trust me, there are people. There are people. <laughs> there, are people. There, are, there are fountains of, of wisdom. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, though. Don't there are sell oracles in this Nairobi. Don't sell yourself short. Because I feel like there's a lot that you've already given us in this episode that honestly, someone who is still trying to get to where you are will have picked up and said, wow, that guy from Tune said something. So, yeah, don't sell yourself short. You're also wise in your own fact, uh, in your own field. And Thank you. You're wiser than you were before. So every day is a learning opportunity, honestly. And life is never linear. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting now emotional about this. <laughs> but yes, I we love don't that. don't usually cry over ups, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> Um, okay, and what advice would you give to someone who is aspiring to get to where you are today? Um, take the leap. Take, take the leap. The just, leap. just start. Uh, there are many people who are wanting to to work on it, and it's like it's like exercise. You know. Yes. We all say we want to start exercising, but that day you just wake <laughs> up out of your seat and you go see. run. That's that's when the journey begins. So for some wow. of you, you just need to know. The time has come. <laughs> the time has come. The time is now. After this episode, the, the just inspo. Yeah. Just, just do start. it. <laughs> um, do you have any regrets or what would you have done better or something that you feel you would have done differently from the journey that you've shared with us today? I think I've, I've kind of touched on that. Uh, just due to oh, all the, like, the mistakes that, that I made. Um, I think I'd be, just be, again, be more humble, be more open, try to learn from anyone. Um, you, might have, you might have insight to something unique, like a unique insight that other people don't have but that said as you listen to other people they even they they elevate those ideas to an even to an mm. even better stage so mm. be humble you know be hardworking be, be kind be open to listening to people's opinions yeah. and that oh i love that i humbling is something that i've not had someone say when i ask you know i think you've talked about hum a lot of being humble in this episode and um, yes, you know, i think it's a it's a really good reminder for people to you know, you remember. If oh, you're not humble, life will humble you. You need to be this, but you forget to be humble. So, but life will humble you if you don't humble yourself. So, <laughs> I love that. Um, the last question is: Give us a powerful parting shot. Oh well, I don't think I was ready. For, <laughs> I was ready for that. Um, I think Margaret Mead said that never doubt that a, a small set, a small number of committed citizens mm. have the power of changing the world. Wow. In fact, it's the only thing that ever has. Wow. What can I add on top of that? I think that is that was also a moment of reflection for me. Ah, wow. Thank you even so much for gracing us on this podcast. I think your story is definitely one that someone will resonate with out there. And I think a lot of people may have been curious to hear more about your story and just the story of our true success. But let, let nobody lie to you that success is overnight. Success is rarely ever overnight. The people who you think you just had of chums today. Or that one year, as you can hear, is something that started two years ago, maybe even three years ago. So uh, be audacious, be humble, and um, yeah, keep just do it. I think that's um, where we're going to stop this episode. Um, guys, um, thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, once again, just reminding you to subscribe and follow us for on our social media platforms. All the links are also linked in the description from wherever you're listening from. I have been your lovely host, Alice Kanjajo, and I will see you in the next episode. And yes, thank you once again, Evans. You thank say you. goodbye to our audience and tell them something. Do you have any? If you have any links, make sure you share with us so you can follow up on you guys. And if you, after this episode drops, please track the numbers and see whether people will now start signing up. Choose so that you can come back now as a partner. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You can follow me on Medium at, at Monena Evans. And uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to my tech story. Thank you. Okay. Cheers, guys. See you next week. Thank you.